Welcome to the College Baseball Nation podcast. I'm your host, John Peters, and I'm joined today by Kyle McKelvey. Today on the podcast, we're looking ahead at week eight in college baseball. Let's talk college baseball. Kyle, it's lovely coming to you from my son's nursery to talk college baseball once <laughs> again. Yeah, it's good to be here. I just had some uh, some delicious Freddy's. I don't know if you've ever had Freddy's. It's like a it's like a steak and shake. Have you ever had that? Like a more flatter patty. That's like I don't know. It's tasty. I, I tasty like tasty burgers. Just, yeah. Where does where where does Freddy's end up on the the all time top? 10 burger fast food joint place so we end I feel up like, getting freddy's i feel like i know where I, I i know where you're gonna go with number one but here yeah, i want to hear it's whatever <laughs> yeah you're you're tried and true from from texas so whatever has to be number one for for texans for sure where where's mm-hmm. freddy's ended up in the power rankings so we end up getting freddy's a lot more often because my wife likes it a lot and so it, it's just we've uh, gotten used to the flavors and everything and it tastes really good but man, so the thing with, with this ranking is that like five guys is probably the best burger, but it's like an it expensive. Costs, it costs you an arm. It's burger. like, yeah, yeah. Like you could go to like fine dining and order a steak and it's basically the same thing. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, the I think for like fast food, you kind of got to remove five guys. So it's like McDonald's, Wendy's, yep. In-N-Out is trash. Um Whoa, whoa, way yeah. to alienate all of our West Coast fans. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, the fries are inedible. They are unseasoned and uncooked, and it, it's terrible. The burger is just not tasty, but everyone always says, you have to get the fries animal style, but it's like, I don't want that much crap on my fries. I just want the fries, like nice, salty, hot, cooked fries. Wow, Kyle, yeah. Kyle placing a, you know, a whole, just... Brash in the whole West Coast. Anyone in California listening to this is like, well, I guess I'm never listening to that podcast again. Well, they need to come have some tasty burgers. <laughs> they, they need they need <laughs> have some real food. Yeah. What else is there? I still Smash I, burger? Is that a chain? Yeah. That, I think that's up there. I think that like so I also grew up in Texas. Whataburger is near and dear to my heart. I don't think they have the best burgers, but uh, anytime I'm I'm back in the god's gift to earth the state of texas i do really love a whataburger burger i want to say and this might be controversial as someone who grew up mostly in the south culver's has a really good burger and that's like the oh, midwest burger joint but like mm-hmm. they literally just cook everything in butter like that's their go-to and like when you have a burger plus butter on everything like that's so good i actually the first culver's i ever went to was in the south so they they have ventured their way down south that's how but, they got me. And when I where I yeah. grew up in Dallas, they got a Culver's and all my Midwest friends were like, oh, you got to try Culver's. I was like, all right, I'll try Culver's. And I, it was good. Yeah, they were right. Yeah. The cheese curds are really good. Yeah. Who says nice Wisconsin hasn't ever shapes. given us anything good? I know. I know. Right. No baseball, no college baseball teams. Yeah. That is true. No baseball, but they have Culver's and they have the uh, the great ice cream. It's not ice cream, though. It's custard. Yeah, it's it's ice cream, but worse for you somehow. <laughs> some <laughs> probably there's probably butter in there right i think that's 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 midwest cooking for you right just just add butter actually that's the <laughs> south too i can't yeah. i can't really can't really trash on the midwest there all right enough burger talk let's get into our top story and any any midweek top story it's it's always fun because chaos always happens in the midweek we've talked about it before on the podcast and once again there was chaos 
in the midweek. And I think that nothing greater happened than Elon upsetting Wake Forest. The uh, final score of that game was five to three. Elon took that one midweek game over Wake Forest after losing a midweek game against Wake Forest earlier in the season by a score of 20 to nothing. So hashtag that's baseball. (laughs) Um, But I want to say, I want to point out one stat about this because I think it's probably one of the most important stats in college baseball. You having dived a lot into stats, I think probably appreciate this in terms of FIP. The Elon's strikeout to walk ratio, 10 strikeouts, three walks, just don't walk guys. If you want to win baseball games, especially in the midweek, especially when you're the underdog, just don't walk guys. That'll do it. Yeah. Especially when you're at your home park, you can't, you got to get the momentum when you can and free bases is not is the uh is the formula to to lose momentum i guess yeah i love how elon did this with like what six different pitchers it wasn't like you know like oh they threw the friday starter for eight innings and like just stole a game from wake forest it was like they threw the whole bullpen at wake forest and they still got the job done that's what i love to see in the in the it seems like the carolinas have a ton of good baseball in midweeks it's just there's so many good teams in the carolinas I want to say I saw I read somewhere. Maybe you told me this, so maybe I'm just regurgitating what you've already told me. But I think there was five Carolina versus Carolina matchups that happened in the midweek, and I, you know, I haven't really seriously given much thought about the Carolinas. Never lived there, you know, n- never never been forced to think about it too much beyond college baseball. But we we had a piece last year about how Mississippi is one of the best states for college baseball. And I really want to dive into the Carolinas a little bit more because what we have going on between North and South Carolina with the number of teams with Wake Forest and North Carolina, NC State and Elon and Campbell and uh, there's South Carolina. Did I miss them? ECU. Yeah, there's. I mean, like, it's going to be easy to leave someone off because the state of college baseball in the Carolinas is absurd. Uh, hashtag bring, college, or bring MLB to charlotte right that's the city that they want mlb to to go into next okay that'd be cool yeah i I, like this is a baseball region and it and it needs more professional baseball but it is it is a blast to follow teams in the carolinas yeah that's right there's so many good ones it's hard to pick sides on on any game because they all know each other they all hate each other like i don't know i'm sure there should be a like a Carolina Super Conference, like there was a the Southwest Conference back in the day. Yeah, if we ever do one of those things where, in the like you know six weeks or months into the off season when we're running out of content and we're like, if we could design all the conferences, you know, we definitely need a <laughs> Carolina conference. Yeah, we should we should create like a relegation system where you have like ten super I conferences. Want, I want relegation in college sports so bad. I I, yeah. I just I love the concept. It's it's a really fun concept. I don't know if America's ready for it. I don't think America's ready for it. I don't know if it actually is really good for college sports in general, but I love the yeah. idea of like I, I already even started mapping it out in my mind. Like you need <laughs> one like one tier one conference that's like far west coast, probably another conference that's like maybe mountain west, southwest. You'd probably need two for the deep south and the southeast, and then maybe one for like the northeast, east coast kind of region. So I have like I have all this in mind, and then you could have you know like five tier one conferences and five tier two conferences, and uh, I just like I, I want I want this to happen. I want to be able to to map it all out, but yeah, I don't think America is ready for relegation. I think Ted Lasso is is basically the purpose of it is to get us used to and ready for relegation. Oh man, Ted Lasso's brainwashing Americans to like relegation. Yeah. It has an agenda. <laughs> man, it's fine fine by me. All right, I want to mention an honorable mention top story because Jacob Jenkins Cowart 
from ECU had a pretty absurd midweek game over NC State. First off, we could have had the top story of East Carolina wins a midweek game because they had been pretty weak in the midweek. They've lost five <laughs> games in the midweek. They got the job done over NC State. Super respectable win. Nice boost to their, their RPI. This is what ECU needed. But JJC, three home runs. Is that what we're going with for the nickname? It, it was just what I was what I was typing. It seems it's like a lot of, too many syllables. It's a lot of names. JJC is a lot easier to say. Yeah, it was a lot of syllables for Jacob Jenkins Cowart, and so I just went with JJC. It, it, it typed it typed easier, but yeah, and he was he was electric for them, and he, he was the like pretty much the difference in in a four one uh, a four run win. NC State brought it a little bit closer in the top of the ninth with the two run bomb, but I think there were seven total homers in that game. It just the wind must have been flying out or something but man it was that was a really fun game to watch and i think something that we've kind of noticed is that their offense hasn't been very good and they're being east carolina and they showed up they scored some runs in the midweek i think east carolina having just lost a series to houston probably was motivated probably recognizes that if they want to be hosting a regional they need to be winning some of these midweek games this is where they're going to boost their rpi great job east carolina great job jjc this was a really solid win for east carolina and will hopefully propel them into something interesting in the American. No time to waste, Kyle. Let's hop right in to our 10 picks in five minutes. And we're doing this a little earlier in the podcast because later in the podcast, we are going to try a little bit of bracketology. It's midseason bracketology time. So we're, we're, we're diving right into 10 picks in five minutes, looking ahead at the 10 series that we are most interested in for the upcoming weekend. We've each given each other five series to pick. Off the air, on the air, we're going to choose the winners of those series. And then later on the podcast, we're going to do a little bit of bracketology. So, Kyle, I believe you were up first. I will start the clock. Let's get it done. All right. You could pick Boston College at Louisville. All right. I think Boston College is overrated. And that's a little hypocritical because we make our own rankings. But... (laughs) I've seen Boston College in person a couple times and they've lost both the times I've seen them. And like that probably influences how I, I view them, but I don't understand how they keep winning games. Regardless though, I think even if Boston College is overrated, if they aren't overrated, whatever, I think Louisville is a hard place to win. They've lost back-to-back series. I think the Cardinals are going to be motivated. Let's pick Louisville in this series and they get right back on track in the ACC. Let's head over to the Big 12 for you. Oklahoma State traveling to TCU in what is a total mess of a Big 12 conference in terms of the top contenders. You know, I was I was going through like Big 12 series, and I think the only road series win on the year was West Virginia over Kansas State in in uh, Manhattan. Um, but I think I think this is the road team's got this one here. I think OSU is much more trustworthy in the spot. Their only road series they've played on the year was at Tech, and they lost it. It was close in Game One. Uh, game two, they won. Game three, they got run ruled. And so, I don't know. TCU's pitching staff went and got blown up by Tech in Lubbock, where ERAs go to die. So I'm uh, I'm going with Oklahoma State because I trust their bats more. Now you get Iowa at Indiana. When I was looking at these two teams and trying to figure out who I thought was going to win this series, they're actually surprisingly similar in terms of some of the statistics. So I ultimately ended up just going with Indiana, the home team here. I think it's going to be the type of series where with Brecht going for Iowa, who can throw 117 miles per hour or whatever it is at this point, (laughs) I think legitimately threw 104 right over the last weekend. I think it could be a type of series where Iowa wins game game. Iowa wins game one, but then Indiana comes back and wins games two and three in this series. 
the marquee series of the weekend, Kyle, LSU at South Carolina. Who do you have? Yeah, I noticed that you keep trying to give me LSU series to pick. It's is the third it week in a row you've picked an LSU series. Yeah. And you keep getting is them it... right, so you should be thanking me. Yeah, are you trying to throw me a bone to get me back in the pick'em race? It's not really much of a race at this point. but I'll neither confirm um... or deny. <laughs> um, so I'm going with LSU. South Carolina's 18-0 at home, and they've only played one conference series at home so far where they swept Mizzou. Um, and this is probably LSU's toughest test of the year because they have to go on the road. Uh, that Arkansas series was tough for LSU, but L- Arkansas won game one and LSU stormed back. So give me LSU. It's too good of an offense, I think. Um, next up for you is Oregon State going to Oregon. Honestly, I don't know. I think this is a really hard series to pick. Oregon State has really struggled offensively, but their pitching staff has been surprisingly good. I think this could be a series where it ends up being low scoring and Oregon State wins it. But I also think this could be a series where Oregon hits a couple of home runs in a slightly hitter-friendly park at home. And so that's why I went with Oregon in this one. This one feels like a little bit of a crapshoot to me. I I really don't know who's going to win this, but let's go Ducks. Let's turn it over to the Sun Belt. Let's do Southern Miss at Old Dominion. Yeah, this this one was it feels like a really big series to help decide the Sun Belt, and it's so early in the season in in the in the season already. But um, Old Dominion, I think, is winning the Sun Belt right now by a couple games. I just, ah, oh, man, they're they're also fifteen and three at home, coming off a nice road series win. I think I like their offense to compete against this really good Southern Miss pitching staff. That That's what I thought about Troy around. last weekend in Southern Miss, and I was wrong about that. I know. But I'm going ODU. I think I, I don't know where I was leaning that way, but I'm going ODU. Um, up Alrighty. next for you is Washington at Arizona. This is another, I think what we, we discussed, it felt like last year the ACC was the one where you never knew it was going to happen. It feels like this year it's the Pac-12. I... Picked Arizona last weekend to win the series against Oregon. I was wrong. They got swept. Arizona has lost nine straight Pac-12 games. They're three and nine. They swept to start the year. Uh, swept Cal, I think, if memory serves me right. Now they've lost nine straight games in the Pac-12. Give me Washington, but I'm sorry. I feel bad about this pick. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll I'll keep it on the West Coast for you. UC Santa Barbara at Cal State Fullerton, a top 50 matchup for you. What do you have? Hmm. This one's tough. So Fullerton, man, they have played really well at home. Their one series, their good series win at home was uh, was Texas at home earlier on. Yeah, in the they year beat when... Texas at home. That's legit now, right? Texas is one twenty. It games. is. It's definitely getting like looking better. I don't know if Texas was at the same Texas that they are right now, but I think I like UCSB's pitching staff just that much better. Both of these teams are tri- typical West Coast teams where the offenses aren't that good and the pitching staffs are pretty good. Office optional. UCSBs. Yeah. Uh, pitching travels, I think. So give me UCSB in this one. Next up for you is AM at Auburn. You have run the gambit on the coasts. Yeah. So I'm going Auburn in this one. Again, these two teams on paper look fairly similar. And something that I keep really struggling with is when you look at AM's ERA and AM's FIP and all these stats, it's not that bad. But then when you watch AM play baseball games, it's so bad. It's like, how are these, what is going on? Like, why are the stats so different than like what it feels like the reality? It feels like AM is always like one pitch away from giving up like a grand slam or like, oh, look, the mm-hmm. wild pitch, another run came home. I don't know if that's going to play out this weekend. I'm going Auburn because they're the home team. I think they're maybe a little bit more consistent, but uh, man. 
Let's keep it SEC. Florida at Tennessee and what promises to be a beautiful starting pitch-up matchup once again. Yeah, man. This, I got some marquee SEC matchups here. Uh, I think I picked Florida in this one. Their offense just seems to, like, I mean, their offense is insane. They're fourth in the country in Woba right now, hitting uh, the second most home runs in the country, and they're going to a pretty hitter-friendly park at, um, what's it called? I don't know. Lindsey Nelson? That's what it is. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, Tennessee's got a really good pitching staff. Florida's got, like, Brandon Sprout, Hunter. The starters versus Mulder. starters in this series are going to, like, this is, like, almost, like, that's a similar tier to LSU versus Tennessee in terms of starters, right? Like, the starters of Florida, is. Tennessee, LSU are so good. I, I think I think I'm going with Florida. I, I know I, man, this is, this is going to be a tough one. But, yeah, give me Florida. I want to say that I, I don't I don't know if this is like there's any way to measure this, but these series feel harder to pick for some reason. Like there seems to be a, a, a ten really close series here. I can see it's going ten and zero. I can see it's going zero and ten. Like this is just like this is just a really hard week to pick series. I'll go zero and five, and you go five and zero. That's I, I can see it now. I don't want to jinx it, and I know I'm going to jinx it by putting this in, in record. I haven't had a losing week all year. I've I've been I've won. You're really had a close. winning week. Every year, I've had a couple three and two weeks. But I've also had a couple undefeated weeks. So this is, I feel like, if this is gonna, like, if I'm ever gonna have a losing week, it's gonna be this week because I feel really not confident about some of these picks. Last week was you were three and two, but you only went three and two on OSU's walk off of Texas. <laughs> this is pretty close. And the scorebook it says OSU won that series. That's all that matters. It sure does. It's just close, you know. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some bracketology. And next up on the podcast, let's do some bracketology. So on the air, we're only going to pick the top 16 seeds because I don't know if even our, our biggest fan wants to listen to us pick 64 teams for a tournament. Pro- probably not. So let's just pick the top 16 seeds because those are the most important. Yeah, especially a bunch of one-bid leagues. You know, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, let's see who's going to make it out of the MIAC. Hmm. That doesn't does exist make, anymore. Does it exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, I think that one's the one that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. All right, so I'm going to loosely put 10 minutes on the clock here. We're going to try to reach consensus as fast as possible as we try to pick the top 16 seeds. I don't want to say subject to change because I really want to stick with this, but, you know, we're going to do our best to, to choose our top 16 seeds here. I highly encourage you, if you're listening right now, to check out our website. We're going to have a whole field of 64 up tomorrow. Kyle, let's get started. Number one, LSU. Bam, right? No, I think I'm going to go with Coppin State. All right. So number one is LSU. Number two, <laughs> though, we have to, I think, have to start the debate a little bit. Uh, I just think the committee doesn't love doing number one and two from the same conference. So I think we have to look somewhere else. When I think somewhere else, I look ACC. So I'm making Wake Forest, maybe Virginia. But right now, Wake Forest being number two team in the country, consistently been number two. I want to go Wake Forest here. Yeah, when they haven't lost a weekend, only lost uh four games in the year all right yeah it's wake forest making progress here we are one minute in and we have two teams already so vanderbilt for number three is where i want to go we could go virginia maybe we could go to a different conference do you have any any opinions here at number three here's where i start thinking yeah virginia another like maybe pac 12 maybe arkansas florida somewhere in there some, some of those teams are are like the next few in my mind but um i think 
I think Virginia for now. Right now, they're number – what are they in the RPI? Three in the RPI. Um, they are, don't have a really tough ACC slate coming up, coming ahead. They have – So you want Virginia just, at number three? Is that where you're at? No, four. We, we picked Vandy already, right? Vanderbilt at three. Okay, let's go Virginia at four. Yeah, let's do it. I like that. I, and the reason I like Vanderbilt at three is just because they're 9-0 in the SEC East. I think the SEC East is probably going to be up here. So maybe that yeah. ends up being Florida or South Carolina or you know whoever wins the SEC East is probably going to be at number three. But we have LSU, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, Virginia, one through four. Number five, I think it gets really tricky because we already have two SEC teams. For better or for worse, the committee doesn't want 12 SEC teams in the top 16. That could, that's just <laughs> It's not my opinion. I'm just trying to say fact here. If you're an SEC fan listening to this and you're like, why isn't my SEC team really high? I, the committee doesn't want to do that. So who do you want to put at number five? We could go SEC. We could go Big 12. We could go Pac-12. Where, where are you feeling for number five? Uh, let's do Pac-12. Let's do Stanford, I think. That's my that's my highest Pac-12 team. The other Pac-12 team to consider would be UCLA. But I, I like Stanford's resume so far. Yeah, so I think at this point in the season, it's kind of split between do we look at conference standings or do we look at RPI? And if we look at conference mm-hmm. standings, you know, USC is first in the Pac-12. I don't think that's going to play out. Uh, Stanford's right behind them. I think Stanford's most likely to win the Pac-12, but they are, what, around in the 20s right now? 25 for RPI 25, yeah. versus UCLA's number nine. So maybe you're like, why is it UCLA up here? I feel slightly leaning towards Stanford. So let's go Stanford here, but... If it's UCLA, it's UCLA, right? I, I I don't know. I feel like it's a Pac-12 team is going to be somewhere up here. So let's go Stanford for now. Yeah, and UCLA has lost a couple weekends already. Stanford only lost the one weekend to currently uh, Pac-12 leading USC. I don't know if that'll that'll last, especially when they're 82nd in the RPI. They probably won't be a host at, at the moment. And they're also, spoiler alert, they might not be in. Yeah, but weird. We'll see. If they win the Pac-12, I think they'll be in. But we'll see, yeah, we'll see what happens yeah. with USC. When the final <laughs> bracket comes out. Look for USC because we are debating right now whether or not they even belong in the tournament, even though winning the Pac-12. Weird place to be. So next for me, you could think another SEC team or two, Big 12. Um, so teams to consider for me are Florida, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, South Carolina. What are those sounds the best to you? I think... We have Arkansas projected to win. Oh, to be second, I guess, in in the SEC West. So yeah, I, I think that. I like SEC West. Well, oh, man, this is tough. Part of me likes SEC East because I think the SEC East is better than the West this year, right? The records right. show that the East is better than the West. Part of me likes they're going to beat each like other up though. Yeah, part of me likes Arkansas because I think Arkansas is going to win a lot of games <laughs> in the SEC West. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with either. I really feel like Arkansas or Florida is where I want to go next. Maybe a Big 12 team. So Oklahoma State would probably be my team there. Uh, maybe South Carolina. I, but I, I think I'm leaning Arkansas because I think they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, let's do Arkansas. I'm, I'm good with that. All right. But what about number seven? Do you want Florida? Do you want South Carolina? Do you want to go maybe Oklahoma State or whoever you think is going to win the Big 12? Let's Let's do Florida. I think Florida is going to have a lot of SEC wins. Their RPI is going to be way up there. They have that really good series win over Miami already to start the year. Um, they have a few I want other... to say like a term that I hate to use when talking about sports, but Florida is a sexy team. Like Florida <laughs> has the aces. They have essentially like two and a half aces and they have the offense. Like when you think about baseball and when you think about a sexy team, you want to have great starters 
in terms of your starting rotation and you want to have some big hitters and maybe you want a closer which i don't know if florida has like the huge big time closer but when you look at the like checking the boxes florida has three great starters it has six great power hitters like florida is sexy so i think florida is going to end up as a top ac because i think they're gonna have enough wins and i think the community could be like man we love florida yeah it helps when you live a stone's throw from a top 10 recruiting class though right i mean sure it does so we have our top seven let's go number eight i have a thought here uh, i want to let you i'll throw it to you do you have anyone you want here at eight uh, south carolina or oklahoma state that's, that's what's going through my head or ucla yeah so my thought is Man, we're, we're packed it in with SEC teams, right? We have four SEC teams, a Pac-12 team, and two ACC teams. The committee's probably going to sit there and be like, hmm, maybe we should have a Big 12 team. So I'm thinking Oklahoma State. I could be convinced by South Carolina as well, but that would be our fifth SEC team. So that's the only thing that's pushing me away from South Carolina. Uh, I could be convinced by UCLA because their RPI is pretty good. So I'm kind of like, my leaning here would be UCLA or Oklahoma State. I don't think the committee should do that if there are teams that are... <laughs> The, that good then they should be up there and be rewarded for it but that's what the committee does it's there for they have those regional advisory committees right so they get people from the southwest area and i don't know putting their like rankings in for the teams from that area so i like to imagine it like get... harry potter and the goblet of fire where they all just throw <laughs> their their names of their schools into some flame and then dumbledore picks it right that's what happens in harry yeah. potter <laughs> no the, the goblet picks it okay the goblet picks it but yeah it's something <laughs> like that so South Carolina is is Harry Potter. He's she's gonna come out of the he's gonna come out of the uh the ashes. Uh, no, South Carolina <laughs> is the Weasley twins, because I don't think they belong in the top eight. Oh <laughs> okay. I really I want to go Oklahoma State or UCLA. I, I maybe I could be convinced, but I think it's gotta be someone not SEC is kind of where I'm feeling because we have four SEC teams already. Uh, I'm good with Okie State. Where do you want to go with nine then? Because I think at this point I'm kind of South Carolina ucla or a whole lot of other teams so i feel like maybe i'm wrong you're higher on south carolina than i am but i think so where are you at right do you want to go south carolina at nine yeah let's do south carolina at nine they're so their schedule the next few weeks is brutal but that's a lot of sec teams are that way it feels like they host lsu this weekend and then they go to vandy next week and then they host florida that's number one three and four in our or one one four and three in our rankings that's uh that's as, as tough as they come and then they end the year at kentucky at arkansas host tennessee that's three more top 10 teams just for fun so so if they get this nine seed they would have earned it that's for sure and that might come into play for our next few rankings after that but um, all right one thing yeah, i want to point out before we, so south carolina at nine and i want to point out before we move on we don't have Kentucky in here yet, and they're number one in the RPI right now. We don't have Tennessee yet, and they were preseason number two. Just throwing that out there. Just just stating that as fact. Who do you want at number 10? <laughs> uh, I'm good with UCLA. UCLA, I think, is their number nine right now in the RPI. They have a good shot at winning the Pac-12. I mean, I don't know if they have a 6-5 and five record already in, the, already in the Pac-12, but yeah, I, I project them to win a lot of games, so let's let's do it. 11, what do you have? Mm. Let's see. Next to my thing is Miami. I could be convinced for Boston College, Coastal, Texas, Oregon even. That's too many Pac-12 teams. Maybe 
I feel like I've gotten got by by Miami before, which is like I feel like every year I'm like, oh wow, like they have a couple good arms and a couple good bats, and like this is the year that the U is back. But they're eight and four in the ACC, fourteen in the RPI. I like, I think I like Miami here. Like, why not? Like, that's a that's a hosting resume. But yeah, like Miami will do. I I predict they get go zero and two in their own regional, and that like FAU wins their regional or whatever, because like that's what <laughs> Miami does in the postseason right now. <laughs> yeah. Not in basketball, though. Not in men's basketball. That is they, true. They're going to have the quad one games because that's how the AC is. ACC is. They're 10 and 6 right now in quad one games. It's it's only 29 games into the season. They already have 16 quad one games. Yeah. That's just how the that, ACC does. This is a host team as of right now. That's a lot of wins. Yeah. They're, they're doing well in a good conference. Let's go Miami at 11, 12. I think I'm between, I, I'm looking at Tennessee here. I'm looking at Oregon because their RPI is high. I'm looking for another big 12 team because we only have one so far. And then I'm looking at uh, Boston College at eight. I'm looking at some of these non-Power 5 teams too. Where do you want to go at 12? I have Coastal at my 12. Um, but yeah, Texas is, could be good here. You know what? I want to go, I'll go Coastal here team. because the Sun Belt is one of the best teams in terms of conference RPI, or sorry, one of the best conferences in terms of conference RPI, they're currently at five. The winner of the fifth best conference probably is going to host, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're, they're at number 12. Let's go Coastal Carolina yeah. at 12. That is our one, two, third uh, Carolina team hosting. I like Texas coming up soon. They're at 16 in the RPI. They have 21 wins. I think I said they had 20 wins earlier. And the pod. I like Oregon. Oregon schedules so well. I feel like every year now, Oregon is just like, how are they top 20 RPI? And here they are again. 19 wins, 11 in the RPI. I feel like I like Oregon. Boston College, we can't ignore them. Who do you want to go 13? Yeah, Oregon or Boston College or Texas are my three. I know you just, those are the three that you just said. but um... I'm leaving Texas, honestly, because I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes we undervalue the Big 12 at the end of the, at the, end of the season, the Big 12 tends to have two or three hosts so i think that i think it's mm-hmm. texas here is probably where i want to go yeah and they've made it through we talked about it before the podcast they made it through the toughest part of their schedule going to, or hosting tech and going to oklahoma state it gets pretty easy after that like the next the hardest one is at tcu and at west virginia to end the year they should win those those series so um, All right, yeah, before we so we only have three there. spots left. I want Tennessee in this top 16. Tennessee is too good, and I don't know if you are willing to put Tennessee in your top 16 right now. Uh, four and five in the conference got swept at Mizzou, then swept AM to kind of bring it back to respectable, and then did what you kind of hope is win a game at LSU. Uh, it doesn't get much easier. They got Florida at home, then at Arkansas, and Vandy at home the next week in the year hosting Kentucky at South Carolina. So that, I mean, that's just the SEC East being brutal. Yeah, I just want to say a statement of fact here. There's not room. I mean, this is not fact. This is actually an opinion. But let's say <laughs> statement of opinion here. There's not room for both Tennessee and Kentucky in this, and that is wild. Yeah, the number one RPI team. And the number two preseason team. We are struggling yeah. to find spots for them in the top 16. I think... I think you've convinced me. Tennessee in the next three spots somewhere is good. All right. So we have Tennessee in the next three spots. Uh, I think Oregon, just because I, I don't, I'm always skeptical of the Pac-12. 
but their RPI is going to stick. I don't think that RPI is going anywhere. The Pac-12 is currently the third RPI conference. I think that as they continue to go on, I think Oregon belongs here. Um, so I'm thinking Tennessee, Oregon, and is it Boston College would be the three teams I'm looking at here. I mean, I guess Kentucky would be the fourth team. Um, UConn probably deserves to be in this UConn. conversation. ECU, maybe UNC, but their RPI is pretty low right now. So if we have three teams left, I want Tennessee in. I want Oregon in. I could be convinced by the other ones. So I, I don't know if you have opinions on that. I think I'm leaning out on UConn right now. Just looking at it, their schedule, the only real RPI boosters that they have left are a midweeks, two, a couple of midweeks against Elon, which, hello, 18 in the RPI, uh, at North Carolina on the road. And they have, they have Coastal Carolina, number 15 in the RPI. That's like everything else is higher than a hundred in the RPI. So their RPI is probably going to fall. Even if they like, if they lose one weekend in there, they're probably, their RPI is not going to be high enough for a host. So uh, I, we can, we can ixnay Ukanye. Nope. That's not it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so what were you saying next? Boston college, Oregon. I think I'm good with Oregon there. All right. My order would be Tennessee, Oregon, Boston college. Do you have any changes to that? No, let's do it. All right, so we have our top 16 then. That means that we have LSU, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, Virginia, top four, followed by five through eight, Stanford, Arkansas, Florida, Oklahoma State, and then nine through 12, South Carolina, UCLA, Miami, Coastal Carolina, Texas, Tennessee, Oregon, and Boston College. Not easy to do. We shot for five minutes, end up taking 15 minutes on that. <laughs> Hopefully the committee ends up spending more than 15 minutes by some of their past results. I'm not convinced that they do, but regardless... Wow. Yeah, shots fired, committee. I don't think anyone on the committee listens to this podcast, but if you do, do better. They're not letting us on. Yeah. Last up on the podcast, our favorite time. Mail time. It's mail time. And we got a few questions, but I think we only really have time for one of those questions. And I want to talk about the team that I love to hate, and it's Boston College. <laughs> Sam Lewick on Instagram. Lewick. Lewack. Yeah. Not sure how to say it. I'm just call it Sam. Our friend Sam on Instagram asked, what is Boston College's ceiling this season? Ceiling is a fun term because it allows for optimism and optimism is great. When I see Boston College, we, we've already touched on my skepticism of Boston College. So I think my answer to this is hosting a regional is the ceiling. I don't know, Kyle, do you have a different perspective? Do you think Boston College can do more than just host a regional? Like, I think host and lose a regional is my ceiling for Boston College. Really? Yeah, they're, um, I don't know, I'm a little, I'm not exactly convinced on on their, their pitching depth. They have pretty solid offense. I yeah, the like... offense, they, they can hit the ball out of the park, and that's hard to do in New England's cold weather. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like if they, you know, by the time it's in May, June, like, they're probably going to be hitting some more home runs. And, yeah, maybe their offense will be even better than what they appear to be on paper right now. They they field pretty well. They have, a like, a 26 in the country in, in FIP, um, and which is significantly higher than their, their ERA, yeah, ranking, I don't know which how... means their defense is good. I don't know how that's true. Like, I... I don't know. All right, I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> maybe, maybe I have I have my skepticism about Boston College, but I asked you for your opinion, so I'll let you talk. Yeah, yeah. So I I think 
if they don't host, they could go on the road and and win a regional somewhere. They could, um, just because because pitching travels and you can't let the the road audience or the road uh, crowd like get momentum going. Um, so I think they could win a regional, whether it's at home or on the road. I think that's probably their ceiling, like or or like kind of like what you said, losing a regional at home that would. Yeah, this feels suck, to me but... like it's going to be like a Boston College team that ends up hosting and it's going to be like the two seed will be Auburn and the three seed will be Oregon State and they won't even be in Yikes. the regional final. It's going to be like Oregon State versus <laughs> Auburn in the regional final and like Auburn will win it in like, you know, like a three to two regional final. And yeah, Oregon or Boston College will win one game losers bracket against like Army or something like that and then be done. Like that that's what I feel, you know, like, all you Eagles fans listening to this podcast right now, you can at me on Twitter, Johnny underscore Omaha underscore. You can you can at me right now, but I just don't see it for Boston College. But wouldn't it be so fun for you specifically? For uh, the, you're like a few minutes away from the stadium. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you know in my heyday with arm strength, I could throw a baseball and hit Boston College. I, I'm pretty close <laughs> to Boston College right now. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm on the other. roof, and I think I can see Boston College's baseball stadium. So I, I hope they host because I would love to see postseason baseball here in Boston, where I currently am. I've seen some postseason baseball in College Station. I've seen postseason baseball in Hoover and Stanford and Omaha. Postseason baseball anywhere in the country is always a blast. I think the closest I chance that I have at going to like a postseason baseball is probably Texas. Yeah, I think that's it. Ooh, Houston kind of is bad. Add, add Houston Rice to my list of bad. cities I've seen postseason baseball in. I've seen Rice host a regional. Rice. Before. Oh yeah, it's been been a minute, but I've seen I've been to some games there. Nice. And Fort Worth. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. you've been all the, over. The end of the podcast will just be listing cities I've seen postseason <laughs> baseball in. Riveting stuff, really. I think it's only been College Station for me. No, you've been to Hoover and Omaha. That's postseason baseball. Oh, oh, true, true. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up there with Kyle not remembering his memorable trips to Hoover or <laughs> Omaha. Where he gave John COVID. Where he gave John COVID. Thanks for listening to the College Baseball Nation podcast. If you haven't already, check out our socials at College Ball Mad. Check out our website, collegebaseball.info. Lots of great stuff on our website. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy college baseball this weekend. Have a great week.